Just not the table. Uh, hello and welcome to Phil's Photography Journey, episode 51, uh, recording this on Wednesday the 13th of January 2021. It's my brother-in-law's birthday today. Happy birthday, Terry. Episode titled Gear Incoming and all will be revealed on that front. Firstly, I guess there's a connection to the gear that's incoming because it's the very desk that I'm... Uh, recording from obviously when I say desk well the the roadcaster is on a desk and it's from a company called Dahls D-A-A-L-S I'll put a link in the note in the notes to the podcast but we bought one in grey that Sue tends to use and this is one in white because it didn't have any more grey ones but it's really nice sized desk for this kind of thing really and it can be folded flat put away good solid build all sort of clips in um, no assembly and um, kind of works in a fairly small space. I think they've probably become quite popular this year. So I can't remember the name of the model, Cherry Blossom or something. Anyway, I'll put a link in. And if you have a look in the notes, you can just click on it and have a look. It was only about 40 something pounds, 48, something like that. Took about a week or so to come. So I was quite pleased with that. Very good price, good solid build, and uh, I'd recommend it. So gear incoming. Well, you know, sometimes uh, how how does the need for gear arise? Well, it can be through a job where you felt you were really lacking something or uh, a, a direction you want to turn to in your work or who knows. But I, you know, sometimes these things just hit me. Um, and I thought I would do some research into a dedicated camcorder, something that was kind of on the pro end. Uh, but how how would I describe what what it is Um, so when you see these news crews that um, I know quite a few last week on the big news item which I'll come to later that they kind of just set up on a tripod and they're good to go well it's a kind of smaller version of one of those Um, it it looks a bit like one of the original handheld camcorders in fact you can handhold it it's lightweight and I much prefer light gear and I guess I wanted something that would be good to go uh I mean, I've not. I've, I literally took it out of the box today. It's the Sony HX HXR NX80, as I just checked my notes. And um, I was doing the research. I was looking at that, looking at the Canon at this price point. So this was, well, actually, <laughs> it, it was in the two grand ish mark. Um, in fact, knew the best price I saw was about two thousand two hundred pounds UK. And then I just thought, well, I'll have a look on mpb.com that I've brought quite a bit of gear from in the past, and they do some good second-hand items. And there was one in stock, like new condition, and they wanted 18.89 for it, um, and it was too good to turn down. It's arrived today. It's actually got a microphone with it as well. I don't know if it's a top-end microphone. It might be an oldish one, but I've already got a shotgun mic that I can use. Uh, but I was delighted. Um, so <laughs> not really put it through its paces yet, but... It's got a six-month warranty on it. There's a few things that I'd read up on that I want to try, and that's to see if there's any interference when using the uh, the XLR connector. If there is, then Sony were doing a warranty fix for that. And I think they did a free upgrade. I don't know how, but they did a free upgrade so you could stream live. So there's a few things I need to check over. Probably 
going to be Friday when we get to do that, or I get to do that. So I'll put it through its paces. Um, but yeah, the autofocus on this is uh, is awesome. And it's been used in various types of filmmaking and um, corporate jobs, that kind of thing, interviews. So I'm looking forward to test it out. Now, it has a, a long a, a long ranging zoom on it, which is it's a fixed lens. Um, but that actually makes it easier for a job. We just want to kind of set up and go. And it's as a, as a result of that, I guess, not as a result, but just to control prices, they, you know, the sensor's fairly small, it's only one inch sensor. Um, so low light won't be great, but again, if you're lighting the subject, that's fine. If it's really low light, then I will use my, my Nikons. So they still have a part to play, uh, particularly in the fix, um, fix or focus type and multi-cam type scenario or if it's just you know if I'm traveling and the video on that will be capable but uh, you know a dedicated tool for the job is is going to be better I also like the fact it's got a built-in ND filter um, which uh, you, you know can't knock that really so that worked out really well but yeah I did loads of research I kind of briefly looked at JVC but I don't know if many people use them uh, the Canon ones they had some very odd I mean, I think generally they work pretty well, but they said things like there were too many buttons that you would expect to have a dedicated button for that was hidden away in the menus. And, you know, if you're on a shoot, you just need to be able to kind of feel for where the button is and just use it. Um, but, yeah, because it's a Sony, it's a big model, uh, there were lots of uh, reviews and reports on YouTube. And uh, I think generally uh, people were, were more than happy with it. So I'm looking forward to getting lots of uh, enjoyment out of that. So... That was good. The other thing I um, I bought was a, a light box for product photography. Now, um, regular listeners will know that I did buy one of those before from eBay, which is a Lasterlite cube light, but it was just too big and a bit cumbersome. Um, and I went on to the Essential Photo website. Again, I'll, I'll do a link below for that, and also I'll do a, a general link to the Sony site for the camcorder, should you be interested. But yeah, the... Um, the light box is a, an all-in-one solution with an LED panel built in. You kind of assemble it just by Velcroing it into a cube. Uh, it was reduced in price. There was a sale offer for about 85 quid. And then they did for an extra 40-something. Um, you could get some acrylic kind of plates to put on the bottom, so a black one and a white one, so I bought those as well. Uh, recommended it also to uh, Sally from the Lost Sheep Shop in Catrum because she was looking for a solution that she could set up and just photograph products with her smartphone uh, to then sell, obviously, on a click-and-collect basis at the moment. So I, um, in doing the research, I thought, actually, I should I should get one of those. And uh, the, the old Lasterlite cube light is available on eBay. Uh, I think I've done a kind of buy it now, but we'll accept offers. And to try and entice people, I'm doing free delivery, or free in terms of to the buyer, I, I will be paying the delivery. So I've done a couple of shots to play around with it. Very impressed. Um, it's a 70 centimetre cube. And I found that I had a bit more success getting the subject nearer to the light. So I'm going to look at putting a, I don't know, cardboard box or something to raise the height of the item and still get the benefit of the light box. But I thought it was a very good solution. Good build. I bought products from them before and I'm sure it will work for me for photographing Sue's stuff or or just to know that it's there should I ever need to do a product shoot um, for the kind of smaller end items uh, that that will do a job for me so I was quite quite pleased with that uh, one of the other things uh, I got around to doing was selling Sue's MacBook uh, MacBook Air her old one so she bought the M1 model that we got just before Christmas that is awesome 
And I was in the loft putting some stuff away and saw the old box and thought, yeah, I really should sell that. And thankfully, eBay had one of their £1 sale fees, special offers. So that helped. And um, I, I did have a bit of a a palaver I suppose in that uh, to prepare it for sale you have to wipe it and when I had to restart it it wouldn't find the disc and I had to rename it and oh it's a bit of a palaver Uh, but I got there and put it up for sale on Monday afternoon had quite a few inquiries and watches uh, we know when people watch it uh, within a couple of hours and after some to and fro it sold that evening and the guy should have it by now because I tracked it so I did one of these eBay pack link where you can just choose a courier, sent it via DPD, just a local drop off, which is convenient. And um, I think he's happy. I got a good price for it, £315. We paid 794 And if my maths are right, this was very rough maths that I did. For the time we had it, I think it worked out that our expenditure was £8 per month. Eight single, just eight per month if you add all that up that was the difference between what we pay for and what we got back uh, so this was a 8 gigabyte of RAM 128 gig hard drive pre-retina but good machine we looked after it you know a couple of people said are there any dents and scratches nope it was um, it was used but not abused always looked after rarely went out of the house and if it did it was in a cover so uh, overall I think we were really pleased you know because we we've fully tested Sue's new one now and um no point in having that line around you know the the sooner you sell it the sooner the kind of market price will be met excuse me <clears throat> i'm just gonna have a slurp of water i'm never happy with my voice i mean it's the only voice i've got and i play these back and over time i you know i i do little tweaks i'm fairly happy with the sound quality now um Maybe I shouldn't share this, but no, I, I think uh, there's always room for improvement. The fact that I'm now doing these every week means that I, and I always listen back to the whole show through uh, Downcast. I'm using to uh, listen to my podcast at the moment. So it's a good opportunity to um, to hear what it's all about and get a kind of, and also playing it in and amongst other podcasts. So some some lately, one of them, uh, The Cult of Mac, is it called the cult cast they've gone to a model where they broadcast on youtube and record it as a podcast and i think the sound level is much lower so it's really jacked up it's about seven eighths of the way up the scale um, when i listen to that so i think um i try and have this bold and as in your face as it can be with my kind of softish huskyish, weird voice it's not really a radio voice um certainly not for the daytime radio <laughs> So, yes, we had a very good result. Uh, the other items up for sale. Um, also, we sold our sofa. I mean, I did drop the price. Um, oh, it's going to be a nightmare. So tomorrow morning, in the same time window, we've got our usual grocery delivery. We've got a guy coming over from central London to take away our old sofa because he bought that off of eBay. Um, and we've got our new sofa being delivered. And you know what's going to happen, don't you? They're all going to turn up at once. Um but we'll we'll manage it. We'll work it out. Um, you know, we'll get around it. So, yeah. So that was um, that was cool. So in other kind of work stuff, been doing some stuff, scanning old dad's old photographs. Um, come on to that in a future episode. Some of the little plans I've got to do there, and um, I released a video. So I, I'd been meaning to do this for so long, uh, which was a little video of my walk, my lockdown walk, and that's gone down quite well. Uh, 
not as well as the Croydon one, which is going a storm. Um, but yeah, the, the lockdown walk one is, is uh, I, I was putting into place some of the, the techniques that I learned from the um, Create Videos That Don't Suck book Steve Stockman which I've talked about in the last couple of couple of weeks and uh, that's on my YouTube channel I will do a link below just in case you haven't seen it and you would like to um, I also did a little kind of and this sounds really weird um, it's a sort of video advert for how I could cover a funeral if recorded so this wouldn't be to stream a video stream a funeral teeth uh, but it would be that you know you paid for me to go and capture it and then edited it edit it as a kind of proper video so I did it based on um, the video that the funeral that I uh, did a video for last November and um, I'm kind of keeping that offline for now it sort of will be available that if people wanted to get an example I could just we transfer it to them um, but I've been quite pleased how that came out I'm getting very particular and meticulous in my video editing and uh, hopefully that means that there's some quality that's uh, that's going in and therefore coming out so that was good uh what other things have been happening a few other kind of off off creativity things uh so mum's now fully vac vaccinated against covid19 well i mean it might take a little while to bed in but took her last week and they're clearly getting very used to the operation because we had to wait around before and this time they're all ready for us we went straight in we were early but they could still accommodate us um, it was actually the same lady that did uh, her previous operation, previous vaccination, that did the current one. Uh, so now she's had her three-week gap. I know that they're now pushing it out to 12 in uh, some cases, but she had the three-week gap. So mum's in a better place than she was. So we're, we're very pleased uh, about that. Um, obviously, the COVID numbers in the UK are horrendous at the moment, uh, government scrambling around to do what they can and there's little subtleties coming in about that they're going to get tougher on policing it uh, supermarket supermarket stores and things are going to get tougher on uh you know the mask wearing kind of controls protocols uh, i also saw today that i think in scotland so we're all kind of different in the uk as you well know some of you um the click and collect i think it was involving currently going inside to a shop or a takeaway restaurant or whatever to collect your item and they're going to stop that now it's got to be collected only at the doorway uh, which actually makes sense and i know some places do that already so um i expect to see more changes there because uh, you know i think we had 1400 deaths recorded yesterday and always a very high number of cases and we keep hearing about it um different people are, are going down with it all the time so and it's uh, impacting younger people um you know all the way through to deaths in some cases so very worrying um we've got a simple brief which is to stay indoors as as much as possibly you can uh, i mean i go out probably now just once a week which is to take my mum to the doctors for a dressing to be replaced uh, obviously mum's okay i mask up and sanitize and check in at the doctors and all that kind of good stuff but uh, and because there's no golf you know that's about the only sort of thing i'm doing at the moment in terms of going out um I also had so uh, while but while back probably last summer um, the end of the fence in the garden gave way it's kind of lost its connection to the master fence post or whatever and it was leaning and I kind of shored it up a bit with some rope but it was a very amateur um, fix and then when we had the storms the other week a whole panel came down although it was 
it was basically nailed in and it should have screwed it should have been screwed in when it was first set up um so the, the structure was there it was just the fixing to the posts that needed to be sorted and uh i'd had a quote and the guy came in and he said well yeah okay well the first bit as in the screwing rather than nailing he said 10 minute job no problem i said well what about this other bit where it's leaning over and he said well there's a couple of guys who got desperate for work so he said i could get two guys in uh, they would dig it all out put a new concrete post in really you probably need the next panel after which is currently a kind of i don't know chicken wire i suppose you'd call it a bit more a bit more solid than that but so it's one extra panel of i don't know six or eight feet maybe a bit longer and um he said yeah so that's two blokes for one day that's 400 plus you this plus you that and this guy was respected and does a lot of work in nursing homes and commercial stuff doesn't really do fences now but he said oh these guys would be so grateful for the work i think i would actually 200 pound each for the day to do some fencing work no disrespect to fencing people and um he said oh yeah he came back to me the following day oh, i can source the materials and i thought yeah okay and uh, i said look i'm going to get some other quotes which is what i do and uh, which i recommend and i'll get back to you so I then thought, you know, I did, I, my brain works in such weird ways sometimes. So I thought, well, why not ring up Nick Teal, uh, Teal Building Services that I've used before, just to, you know, say, could you pop in and have a look? So uh, I, I messaged him during the kind of Christmas holiday period, and he came back to me after and said, can I come round in the evening on a Monday, Monday week ago, maybe, something like that. Um, yeah, no problem, come round, torches on. Um, Head, headlamps and those kind of things went out into the garden he said oh yeah okay yeah hack the nails I'll screw it in yeah and uh, he said yeah I can just put a bit of timber there screw it in screw it in bolt it through yeah no problem at all and you know what I didn't even ask him the price um, and he said can I come in Saturday and do it now at that time they hadn't announced the lockdown that would that would impact golf but it did because that, that's my normal golf time Saturday morning but anyway he came along and he did it for an extremely, extremely sensible and appreciative price. Um, I won't share that online, but it was just, it was very, very good. And uh, some considerable fractions different to what I was quoted for the other job, albeit kind of comparing apples and pears a little bit because it was a different job. But he shored it up and he said, that's not going to go anywhere. And then um, I think he's barely has he barely had time to drink his tea it was done in half an hour so i was a very very pleased customer who will now recommend him he was happy to just get it done he's now got plenty of other work to do so uh, i was really very very pleased with that so and uh, and finally i guess just before recording this there was the uh, debate going on in the um what do you call it in, in congress uh about the impeachment vote so i think they're probably doing that vote now so I'll, I'll listen out for that but I've mentioned before on this podcast I've been fascinated by developments in the US since the election really kind of burying deep into understanding more about it and learning more about it about the processes and just what's happened in Trumpism and actually I think as well as what we've already what we already know and what we've already read and what we kind of almost see and unfold and I'll, I'll come on to the events last week shortly but I also recorded a a four-part series on Obama's White House, so covering his eight-year, um, you call it reign, eight-year term, term as President of the United States, 
what a different guy. I mean, obviously a very different guy. Most people are different to uh, Donald Trump. I think he's a mobster. I'm happy to put that out there. Um, and he acts like one. Apparently he's been intimidating his Republicans to not vote against him. Anyway, come on to that. Um, so, yeah, so Obama, the, the Republicans did a good job of being in opposition to his Democratic government, um, but they all seemed a bit like you would expect any opposition party to be. They make an argument... Uh, and judgments based on the policy and the position and, and the commitments, if you like, that that public that party have in in politics. It's why opposition needs to be effective opposition to to hear both sides and hold the incoming government to account. And I think even in that first episode, I think, and it's probably true for many regimes and um, people administer government, is to get things done is very very hard. And you know the the, the path is not always clear. So. Uh, but yeah, so that was um, interesting that whilst we're seeing those events unfold in the United States now, history actually happening before our eyes, to then see this kind of account of how Obama's, how Obama did things from 2008 um, through his term, uh, it's like chalk and cheese, night and day, you know, it, it, totally different. Um, and I, he was a very funny guy, Barack Obama, a very funny guy. So and I think his heart was in the right place, but... No, I mean, those events last week were just uh, horrendous. Uh, you know, someone pointed out today that this this was coming way before the election. You know, he was, he was talking about, he was stoking the boiler or <laughs> stirring the pot, poking the bear, whatever terms you want to use, you know, from the summer onwards. And then, of course, it was almost inevitable that what happened in the election happened in the election. And then some of those speeches from him and Giuliani and is it Mo Brooks from Alabama... Um, and just led to quite ridiculous scenes last week. Um, I absolutely cannot believe in a seat of government there will be that lack of protection. So in the UK, you're not going to get anywhere near that in Parliament. There's physical blocks in place, you know, iron railings, armed police. They will just open fire at you. If you came at them in the way that those attackers went at the Capitol building last week. And remember, we're not a, we're not a gun country as, as such in the UK. Uh, you know, there's no gun laws, not like NRA type of thing over here. Um, but, you know, you, you won't mess with those guys. Um, you know, we've had lone wolf attackers before, but they would have backup and they would just open fire. Uh, you, you, you know, and if that meant 10, 20, 30 or more people were mowed down, well, I think they'd probably get the message after that because it'd be a pile of probably dead people in front of them um and i'm i'm you know i'm just trying to say it how it is um there's a rigorous defense of our democracy and our values and our you know the guys that we elect to govern our country and i just didn't really see that last week i thought these if they'd have pushed further and quicker and maybe in a different way um who knows what the outcome could have been so and then of course there was this you know free speech argument you know is it that being damaged because they um took away trump's uh, social media access I think it took his YouTube away today you know these are private companies that offer a service and you sign up to the terms of those uh, of that service um, if you start abusing that then you should expect there to be a follow up uh, likewise the kind of standard user should we say of, of those services do they want to stay on a platform that lets those sort of voices you know uh, or, or let those personnel have a voice um, so I, I think you know free speech is still freely available uh, as president of the United States leader of the free world um, 
hold of the probably the biggest known job in the world, although China's pretty big. Anyway, um, you can have a press conference. Now, read an article the other day. Um, he doesn't like press conferences because he doesn't like the Q&A, mainly because he often doesn't know how to answer the questions. And that's why you see him do put downs and whatever and just walk off. Um, he's probably the worst. He's not a statesman uh, at all. Uh, never has been. Um, say a bully mobster type never should have got the job um, it's caused, caused untold damage and destruction uh, stirred up hate um, and a right wing view that's just unwelcome um, I, I, you know uh, I'm, I, I, this this is still part of my journey because we're seeing history unfolding and I I apologise if, if this um, doesn't meet well with people but I, I just think you know, some of these things have to be said. I, I'm not going to be quietened, uh, silenced by them because it's um, it, it's pretty pretty worrying out there. So anyway, I know it's only a week now. We've got the inauguration and uh, President Joe Biden will be the 46th president of the United States. And I look forward to seeing how he will tackle what he inherits. And again, that was clear from the Obama documentary. Now, what you inherit, you, you kind of got to deal with and particularly in the first 100 days, you know, you've got to try and stamp your authority and, and, and deal and deliver what, you, you know, what you're elected on, um, at least make good progress on that. So it's, um, it, it's not, it was never meant to be an easy job and, uh, and it most certainly isn't. So anyway, uh, next week um, we'll, we'll see what happens between now and then. Uh, we've got a busy day tomorrow and I'll be finding out a bit more about the camera and I have I've always got stuff to do in the background so some of these little video works and the stuff I kind of hinted at with um, some of dad's old photographs some of that I can do now but some of it involves re-photographing certain sites as they are now so that I can do a kind of then and now type of view um, and of course I can't do that even though some of them are local I'm not going to go out and get out of the car and take a picture that's not what we should be doing in lockdown so uh, I want to be making sure that I'm doing my bit to support the uh, the country and the, the situation we're in at the moment. So, um, once again, thank you very much for listening. Um, I promise you this won't become a political podcast going forward, and, but please comment if you'd like that. I will. Uh, but, you yeah, know, I do, do appreciate listening to the show. Um, I'm going to sign off now from Phil's Photography Journey podcast, episode 51. And I'll speak to you again soon.